This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Success Street, the podcast that brings you the information you need to safeguard and optimize your payment acceptance process. This has never been more important as cyber breaches are on the rise along with the need for touch-free and online credit card processing. Join your host, nationally recognized credit card acceptance and e-commerce expert, Jennifer D'Angelo, as she explores the latest trends in essential business operating solutions through conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. She will provide the business resources you require to expertly manage change. Now, here's your host, Jennifer D'Angelo. Good day, fellow listeners of successstreet.net. Today, I am here with one of my favorites. Um, I've known Cricket Harrison from a professional network group for many months now. Um, I think it was pre-COVID we met at um, one of the platinum networking gatherings in Newport Beach, California. Is that Mm -hmm. true, Cricket? I think you're right. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Cricket Harrison is a performance and productivity expert working with businesses to grow their bottom line faster through speaking and presentations. As a professional speaker, Cricket is known for her dynamic and interactive presentations on the human side of business. Cricket has a degree in psychology and organizational communication from the University of Texas. She has over 18 years of experience as a business owner and has worked with over 300 entrepreneurs on speaking, messaging in the past four years. And she's certified in master speaking, combines her speaking expertise with advanced training, psychology, communication to help you develop a talk that truly fits you. Cricket is actively in many networking organizations and she is a premier success coach for eWomen Network and is a professional member of the National Speakers Association where she currently serves as on the board of directors. Oh, wow. For the, the Georgia chapter. I forgot about that part, Cricket. That's amazing. Thank I you. just loved your energy since I first met you. Um, and um, I know that you've spoken with our chapter too, and you've got rave reviews, our paths have crossed. Um, you've done some coaching in micro groups that I've been part of. And it's because of your intuitive business awareness and your positive energy, I think, that attracted me to you the most to have you on my podcast today. Well, thank you. I, I need to hang around you more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. I, I truly, but I do. I truly, I don't take that lightly. I truly, truly appreciate it. That means a lot to me. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to have to break off script and tell the listeners just what you did for me with this podcast. She got the glare out of my eyes in two seconds and made some corrections with some other lighting and she really helped me to get some finer points quickly on um, 
some other uh, ways to do podcasts because this is one of her areas of expertise. So you listeners out there going to go into the podcast world or looking to improve, you need to reach out to uh, Cricket um, Harrison. And I'm going to give you her, you know, you can find her on Facebook, Cricket Cody Harrison. I'm, I'm not really sure how many other Cricket Harrisons are out there. Um, but, and then we've got, um, we've got her on LinkedIn, you know, Cricket Harrison. She tweets and it, her website is smartsuccessinc.com. That is smartsuccessinc.com. And, um, so in any case, Cricket, I have one other big question for you. Yeah. Where, how did you get your first name? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, it is kind of the elephant or the cricket in the room, as it were. And it's one of the first things I address when I'm speaking, because nobody knows what to expect when they see or hear that Cricket is speaking. And I really, at some point, need to come up with some really amazing story. But mm -hmm. And I'm going to date myself just a little bit here. So for those of you who might be younger and not get this, you don't need to look it up. Just take me at my word. Uh, when I was born, my given name is Kathleen. Okay. Everything legal says Kathleen. But my older brother couldn't say Kathleen and he called me Cricket. And at that time, there just happened to be a TV show out with Connie Stevens in it. And she played a character named Cricket. It was not from The Young and the Restless. It's actually before that time. Like mm -hmm. I said, I'm dating myself. But, you know, it's been there from day one and I almost legally changed my name. And then I felt like, you know, my parents gave me my name after both my grandmothers for a reason. So I wanted to keep that and honor that. And I tried. Let me tell you, I went into business and I think shortly out of college, I wanted to be taken seriously like everybody else does. And I was probably, you know, 21, 22, looking like I was about 17. And I went by Kathleen, which I love my name. Don't get me wrong. It just felt more formal and stuffy than I was. So yes. I've been cricket in business ever since. I think that's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it's got a sort of an, a, a little magical ring to it. Yeah, I like it that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you, you know, I did this introduction of you and I, I kept hearing how much you've invested in your career around psychology and communication. And I, I just think that's marvelous. And I wanted to hear some of the broad brush strokes of your business story and how you've evolved and um, some touch points and how it gave you purpose and um, drove you forward in life. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So it's so funny. I always wanted to be a speaker, but I didn't ever start out there. I will say I got to anchor the news in fifth grade and I was hooked. So by the time college came, I started out as a broadcast journalism major and the school I was at only took like 12 students a year. Uh, and it was a huge school, as you heard. And I just, I just, A, didn't know enough at the time and B, couldn't stay in school forever to be to be one of the 12, it really wasn't so much to do with talent so much as just the numbers and the opportunities. Yes. And so I ended up flipping from broadcast journalism over into psychology and organizational communication, two things that, you know, I loved and to a very large degree came very easily to me. I'm a big believer that we set ourselves up for success by going after those things that are so natural and innate to us that we are successful in them. Yes. And I started out that way. Oh, gosh, I've done a little bit of everything. 
I started out working for Delta Airlines out of college. My mother flew for American. My dad worked for Pan Am and Braniff, for those of you who might remember those airlines. So airline travel was in my blood. So I flew for Delta for several years. I was blessed enough to fly international. And I think just my airline upbringing, not just flying for Delta, but my family's upbringing, Mm -hmm. on the communication standpoint and the understanding people, I I was around that my whole life. I grew up around different cultures. Uh, My dad brought me about a six or an eight inch doll from every country he ever visited. And I have an amazing doll collection. And they're kind of dolls you could play with because he wanted me to be hands-on and learn about the, the dolls and what they represented. So I grew up knowing that I didn't have to like or agree with everything I learned or all the different cultures, but I did have to respect their cultures and not make it about me. Mm. And so I think from a business standpoint, that trait to carry forward, you know, I, I've, I worked for Delta and then I worked, our family had a, a candy company. So I worked in the candy company Ooh. for a while. Uh, and I considered going back and teaching and I really love teaching and, and the education process. And I love speaking and leading and training in front of a room and realized very quickly the classroom was not the place for me and stumbled across this thing called coaching. And ironically enough, someone said to me, oh, you need to be a speaker coach. And this was early 2000s. I said, I don't want to be a speaker coach. I want to speak. Right. And without realizing it, I had my first client from a speaking standpoint in 2004 And went on to grow my own business by speaking, which got me hired by a speaking and training company to train their speakers, which circled me back around to teaching people how to use speaking to grow their business. So it just kind of evolved naturally over time. Mm -hmm. But I do think one of the things that helps me, you know, someone once said to me, oh, you have such a strong head for business. And I was kind of, you know, you get that imposter syndrome. I was like, I I didn't do all those economics and all those classes. And I I stopped and I said, well, I don't know about that. I said, but I do have a good head for people. And business is all about people. Push comes to shove, decisions, fear, everything that happens is based on people. There are numbers, but those numbers dictate fear or positivity or progress. or So it all comes down to people and how they think and work and make decisions and function and what motivates them. And I think that piled together all that kind of stuff put together understanding cultures understanding people and how they work and think allowed me to be successful in the in the industry helping people speak I don't really necessarily need to know a ton about your business I'll learn in the process but I know how to plug things in and I know how to organize things so that the listener can grab onto them and that you can get the result you want so I was very lucky that just it kind of just organically developed That's so impressive. That's great. And one of the big takeaways I just heard was I learned how to plug things in so people would listen. And, you know, you've had so much experience prior to taping this call. We are sharing that you'd been doing this way before um, we, we sort of went more virtual, if you will, and this more virtual workspace age that we're, we're now enveloped in. So um, you were just, uh, you, you know, you've already done, what was it, like 60 podcasts alone since March? Well, not just podcasts. By the end of this year, it'll be around, since March, it'll be around 60 virtual presentations, be they uh, 
paid corporate trainings, networking talks where we speak to convert or, you know, we speak for no fee to, to get our message out and build our list or pay, paid corporate trainings or podcasts. So I'll have about 60 cents and I average about three to four a week. I have three this week alone. Wow. That's fantastic. And you mentioned those out there podcasting to maybe group them together in one day. You know, that was a really good suggestion uh, to me because, you know, you can be much more efficient. You're, you're there, like you say, they're not all over your calendar. And if you're like me, you're really a perfectionist. You really, really want it. You're hardworking. You're working, serving a large business community already. And, and you're shifting a lot of gears. And I kind of like that because it's lively, but it also, de- it's, distractive too. So it's almost better because you could hone in and just perfect, perfect and upon what you're kind of doing already. So yeah, a little fun tip I can add there, and it just depends on your listeners. And if you care, Uh, one of the things you can do when you are kind of bulk taping uh, for business owners shooting video, we suggest they bulk, do they block a day or two to shoot their video? So it's not all over their calendar. So even Mm -hmm. for podcasts, if you're using visual, is start with your hair down and then you can pull a little up or change your earrings and then you can twist it up and you so you have put on a jacket take off a jacket change the necklace really simple little things to do if you don't want to tape eight episodes with the exact same outfit on some people don't care but some people also don't think oh i could have just done that there's been a number of times where i will take a a shirt like this change the necklace put a sweater on take the sweater off do something different Uh, pull my hair up with hoop earrings, leave it down, um, just to create a little bit of a different atmosphere uh, Mm. for the person watching. So it's not like, oh, they just sat here and taped these back to back, which in reality, you know, stuff happens and we have to be efficient in our business. Right. And sometimes I kind of like the same look when I'm on, which is typically a black jacket and like an aqua uh, blouse underneath. But I went hiking today and we almost didn't make this a visual too. And I thought, well, for my YouTube channel, why not? I mean, this is the authentic self. I mean, I'm just, just, you know, went hiking and with my dogs and I thought, oh. Isn't that why you run your own business? So you can do things like that? That's right, Cricket. Yeah, there you go. I know that. Yes, you know that too. That's super. Yeah, and I feel so much better about myself when I'm taking care of myself in addition to taking care of my business and all my individual clients. That's right. And um feel very organic that way. Now, when you say you're part of the premier success coach team for eWomen Network, what is all that about? And what is the value of becoming, becoming, um, you know, uh, like, do you, do you have to um, be part of eWomen Network to be part of your premier um, success coach um, program or, or do you offer this outside of eWomen Network? Well, the Premier Success Coach program specifically is part of eWomen Network. Of course, I offer coaching outside of eWomen Network. And I've been a success coach for two years. It's been a fantastic experience. It's really enabled me to get my message out to meet. uh, I, I tell you, one of the best things I did was when we could have conference and meet in person, I had the opportunity to speak with and do speed coaching for almost 80 women. There might have been one or two very brave men that popped in there. And it was fascinating for me because as a speaker, I could talk to them about messaging, speaking, what what was working, what wasn't working to grow their business. And these are very laser focused 
sessions. They come in, I've got a place, what can I help you with right now? What's the one thing we can solve? And nine times out of 10, it's two things. It's, I want to get booked on more stages. How do I get booked? Whether it's a podcast stage or a virtual stage or a physical stage, or it's, I'm not making money from my talks. And what was really fascinating to me with all of these women was discovering that out of that many women, 65 or more could not tell me the problem they solved with their talk. So, you know, that was a big eye opener for me. So it was also like an opportunity for research to understand what are the challenges they're going through. And, and it's a, it's a way to market your business. It's, it was a great opportunity, a great, great growth for me. And going forward, it's, it's my time to move on and let somebody else come in. And of course, I still do coaching for clients on my own. Yeah, that was a bit of a trick question because I knew some of the answer. <laughs> but I wanted all the listeners to know that even though we're part of this really amazing, fun, dynamic, professional women's group, um, you two can hire um, Cricket. And by the way, her number to reach her at I could give you, um, or you could also just look her up on the website to smartsuccessinc.com for her coaching. Um, but it's 404, right? May I give that? Or as long as it's the right number, the 590 five, number. Nine, oh, right, 5155. Five. Yeah, and we both, we had something else in, in common. We both uh, went to school in Texas. So you went to the University mm, of Texas. I did. Yeah, I went to North Texas University on scholarship and I studied gerontology. I became a nursing home administrator before I went into business for myself and then on to work for the Fortune 1000 company. But but in any case, there's a nice feeling about Texas and um, I've met some wonderful people around there. I was going to ask you, for our listeners, I usually like to see if there's anything or takeaways that they should try to... Um, gather, absorb from going to your website and or can you provide some top tip takeaways for the listeners today, Cricket? So I think the top takeaways for where we are in the world right now is probably the most important piece. Uh, You know, based on your role and where you are, people are either speaking to grow their business, to stay relevant, to be seen, or because they have to. That's how they're leading their meetings. That's how they're running their staff meetings. And we need to be very keenly aware that, you know, it's funny, I'm seeing this around in a meme these days, and I've been saying this for months now, long before the meme came out, that you know, there was this idea a while back that we were all in the same ocean. Everybody's like, oh, we're all in the same ocean. Let's help each other. And I was like, yeah, but we're not in the same boat. And so now that meme is out there. And I'm like, dang, I should have put that out there. I've been saying that for months. But it's understanding that if you have a team, if you have employees, and even for your clients, the challenges they go through, the stressors they feel, the problems they need solved are different, not only from where they were 10 months ago, but based on who they are in that organization. So if you're somebody that has staff or employees, they don't have the same experience. You know, some of them might have young children and they're worried about homeschooling and family. Others have parents they're caring for. They're worried about how are they gonna see their parents? Some people are nearing retirement or they're in their mid fifties and they're worried about keeping their jobs. So as, as leaders, as CEOs, we have to be keenly aware of what that's like for our own team and staff but also for those of our clients. 
And one of the other really important things right now that any company can do is show that they get and understand not only the problems as they are right now, but the problems their clients are going to have next. You know, Randy Pennington coined this term, the new next. And I just love it because I think that's what it's about. It's, it's not just if you're challenged right now, but it's showing that you understand your clients so well that you know what their next problem is going to be. And you're still there as the expert or the leader to help them solve that problem. And you can do the same thing for employees or staff. If, if you have that in your office, you can say, hey, my managers right now and any managers listening to me, I mean, I, I feel you right now because I get a lot of this. They're wearing every hat. They're in the middle. They're sandwiched in the middle, trying to keep the CEOs and the leaders happy, trying to keep the staff and the team members happy. They're playing therapist. They're playing entertainer. And they're trying to kind of crack the whip and keep productivity going. And it's just having that understanding, especially in this Zoom virtual little one and a half inch square world we're in, is understanding that there is so much more going on than that and checking in with them. I mean, when's the last time you've picked up the phone and just said, hey, how are you doing? And not for any other purpose, not to sell something, right. not to reprimand, not to ask how a project's coming along, but just to say, hey, you know, I know you've got kids at home. How are you? How are things going for you? Or I know your right. parents are in senior care. How are you? Or I know you live alone and you've been isolating for a while. How are you? How are you doing? And getting to know the person behind the work or the client behind the job. Yes, yes, yeah. And and we were, I was trained um, from the really good company I'm working for that it's, we're in a relationship mm -hmm. with our clients. And we need to really treat it like uh, a, a sacred relationship too and, and an honor and, and, and a gift to be working with everybody. I just love the different, the very, you know, the diverse background of all my clients. And I, I encourage it um, from all walks of life, all ages, all, nationwide, you know, um, nobody yet in Alaska, but I got to work on that one. But there's always another challenge out there, right? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to meeting. Uh, so... With that, is there anything else that the listeners should could know learn from you today, Cricket? Well, I would hope there's tons they could learn for me. I That's mean, how I stay relevant. Bit of like in a little seed of. I think it's. Um, I think it's important for all of us to take the time to. You know, years ago, we might have done cotillion or etiquette school, and I'm not big on does your screen and your background have to match your brand. I don't want us to be known for our colors. I want us to be known for our message. But I do think one of the challenges I see is that people are stepping forward and they have to. And I get that. And they're leading meetings on Zoom. But take the time to learn how to lead a meeting on Zoom. How do you control a panel if you're doing panel interviews? How do you manage a room You know, when all you're seeing are little squares? And, and really getting comfortable because even I think when our world comes back, and I know that that's what we're all holding holding light for, that the world comes back to where it was. I don't mm -hmm. think this online thing is going away. I think virtual mm -hmm. presentations are here to stay. It will be a hybrid. Our NSA chapter is already doing a hybrid of in-person and Zoom for attendees, for people to be able to connect and interact. 
So I think, you know, it just makes us all more comfortable. I'm not saying you have to go take some big expensive course, but just familiarize yourself with, you know, how to lead a meeting, what works on Zoom, what, what's work, and ask your, ask your people around you, what's working, what's not working. That's it. You know, what do they need more of? They, you know, so often now we're doing a lot of holiday parties on Zoom, which is great. But a lot of times people tell you the last thing they need is to be on Zoom. They need a break. Pick up the phone and call me. Exactly. But, but yeah. it's just really exactly. taking the time to learn the platforms and learn almost like the Zoom etiquette. I think most people now are very well versed in it. But, you know, how do I how do I give a sales presentation on Zoom? How do I do sponsorship on Zoom or on video? Or what do all these things look like? Because it's not going away. And we want to learn how to maximize it instead of just winging it and getting by. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's this thing about you just need to practice. You take all those good things that you're learned and, and don't get into analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. You just go for it, right? Right. Put right. that knowledge behind you, and that's where you gain your confidence from that knowledge and, and the experience together. So super. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time today. You've been so generous and helpful. And I want to talk with you some more and learn more because I know there's so much behind this and visit your site again and you follow you on Facebook and so forth and continue to grow and learn. You've, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, obviously. And um, this whole, you know, podcasting and training and consulting business. So I want to thank you so much for your time today, Cricket. And maybe we'll have a part two to this. Oh, that would be fun. Okay, good. Yeah, well, and thank, thank you, you for having me. I, I appreciate the time and, and the opportunity, you know, to share what's going on. I hear that. Thank you so much. And, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Success Street. Each week, Success Street brings you the latest trends in essential business operating solutions, including conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. If you'd like to hear other episodes of Success Street, go to EWNPodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most of the other major podcast sites. You can go to www.successstreet.net to learn more and receive special offers. So until next time, we're pleased to offer you this vital information and hope you join us again on Success Street. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.